0: at DispatchHealth.com
1: Dispatch Health really went above and beyond It's wonderful to have care come to your home
0: House calls are back and they're better than ever Learn more at DispatchHealth.com Hey, it's Blue, CEO of Blue Bunny We just launched our new twist on soft serve Twist Cones The only things softer than twist cones are soft rock, ocean breezes and the bunnies from accounting And that's it Blue Bunny, we make fun Blog Talk Radio
1: Listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness: prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. My God shall supply my Don't hesitate because I am a seed. every good.
0: Well, good afternoon, praise God. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Welcome, welcome to this segment of the Christian Speak Talk Radio. This is His Abounding Grace broadcast, and I am Minister Vanessa. And again, we are so delighted and blessed that you have decided to join us at this time. We know that you didn't have to do it. You could be listening or talking or playing or doing whatever you want to do and not spending the next 40 minutes or so with us, but we are so thankful to God that you are here. When Christians Speak, Talk Radio is a ministry that was founded by the Reverend Ray Rose several, several years ago. And um, basically our mission is that we expect people's lives to be changed in such a way that you would go out and make a difference in somebody else's life. Somebody else's life. The title of this segment, His Abounding Grace, was taken from Romans, the fifth chapter and the 20th verse, which reads Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. My prayer this evening for you is to encourage you that you will be encouraged to strengthen your relationship with God. And for those of you who do not have a personal relationship with His Son, Jesus Christ, our prayer is that this message will convict you in such a way, it'll touch your heart in such a way that you'll want to know Jesus for yourself. Tonight's message is titled, Choose to Sit at Jesus' Feet. To sit It's a choice. It's all about your choice to sit at Jesus' feet, and we're going to be talking out of Luke, the 10th chapter, the 38th through the 42nd verse. Of course, there'll be other scriptures we'll be sharing. Why don't we just take a moment to go to God in prayer, and then we'll get right into the message. Heavenly Father, we thank you this evening, Lord God, for your grace and your mercy, Father. We thank you, Lord God, for giving us another opportunity to spend time in your word to learn from you, Father. We thank you, Lord God, for all that you've already done, Lord God. We thank you because of who you are, because because you're so faithful, Lord God, because you are the God of all God, Lord God. You're the King of all kings, Heavenly Father. We just thank you. We adore you. We magnify you. We lift your name up on high right now in the name of Jesus. Now, Father, I ask that um, the people's hearts will be in tune to hear what you have for them to hear, Father. Their ears will be open, Lord God. Hearts will be open to receive all that you have, Lord. God, you promised us in your words that when it goes forth, it would not return until you empty-handed, that your word would go out and accomplish that which you have purposed for it to accomplish. So we claim that right now. We claim that lives will be changed right now in the name of Jesus. We claim that somebody's going to go cry. I'm crying out to you this hour in the name of Jesus. What must I do to be saved? Somebody's going to want to know how they can make a difference in someone's life. life. I thank you, Father, for that right now, Lord. God. God, as I decrease, Lord God, I thank you that you I'm uh, a vessel that you can use, Father. So this is about your outline, not about mine. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. Amen. Luke, the 10th chapter, in the 38th verse, tells the story of two sisters. Two sisters, I'm sure you all or most of you are probably familiar with these two sisters. They live in a village called Bethany. The sisters, yes, that's right, Martha. And Mary. These were Lazarus sisters. Yes, the same Lazarus that Jesus raised from the dead. You can find out all about that in John 11th chapter. Their home was about two miles east of Jerusalem. You see, Jesus and his disciples often stayed at their home when they came there to uh, attend religious activities. Jesus had gotten to know Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, the brother, and they considered him a friend. He considered them his friends. Martha seems to be the older sister, and she's remembered for her impatience and excessive concern for making sure their house was in order for Jesus and his disciples' visit. Whereas Mary is remembered for her spiritual desire and discernment. We know that in the 12th chapter of John, uh, when Jesus led a dinner with Lazarus, Mary, and Martha, all of them were present, it was the same Mary who took some ointment and anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped them with her hair, preparing him for his upcoming barrier. That was this Mary that we're going to be talking about tonight. So at the home of Martha and Mary, the 38th verse says, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Mary was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. So she came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work all by myself? Tell her to help me. Jesus responded in the 41st verse, Martha, Martha, you are worrying and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. You see, Mary has chosen what is better, and it would not be taken away from her. It would not be taken away from her. And the King James Version of the 41st and the 42nd verse, and Jesus asked her to say unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary has chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. So, you know, we could spend a whole lot of time talking about the era in which these two sisters lived, We could talk about the culture that surrounded them at that time. We could spend a lot of time talking about how Martha viewed her role in society and how Mary rejected the proper role of the woman and chose instead to be a student of God's word. You see, it was not proper during that time for Jewish women to put aside their duties as housekeeper, cook, and server, all those things that were expected of women and not of men to do. It was not proper etiquette for Mary to set household tasks aside, and choose instead to sit as a disciple at Jesus' feet. So Mary indeed was taking a bold step. Mary had a desire to learn from the master while her sister flustered herself doing what society expected of her, rushing about the house, rushing about the kitchen, making sure the guests were taken care of. Sure, we could spend a lot of time talking about women's rights and how far we've come today, but guess what? That's not the point of this message. So when Jesus enters the home, Martha receives him as her guest. Martha rushes about trying to make sure everything is in order for her royal guest. She busies herself going to and fro, doing this and doing that, preparing the dishes, setting the table, arranging the chairs, doing whatever she thought was necessary at that time. And while doing all of this, her little sister Mary offers no help at all. So while Martha frantically rushes about, Mary simply sat at the feet of Jesus, appearing to cling to his very words, listening wholeheartedly to what he has to say, not concerned at all about what's going on around her. Now, this message is not a message intended to put Martha down or to tell you not to ever clean your house, not to ever cook your meals. It's not a message about that, okay? Jesus loved Martha and he loved Mary the same. He loved these two sisters and the brother. It's more about priorities. It's more about choosing, get this, the right path at the right time and for the right reason. Let me say that again. It's message is about choosing the right path at the right time and for the right reason. It's, all, it's about not being so concerned about the cares of this world that you, your blessings. It's more about choosing to be a student of God's word. It's about delighting yourself in him. It's about seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. It's about sitting at the feet of Jesus. Jesus said to Martha in verse 42, but one thing is needful, and Mary has chosen that good part, which shall not be taken away from her. You see, Jesus was passing through a village, and he stopped to spend some time with his friends. He stopped because he had something to share with them. And I believe he stopped because he wanted this lesson to go down in history. He wanted to inform the world that getting to know him is no important than anything else. And he shows us that at the same time he lets us know that women are just as important as men. He wanted to teach everyone who was present, and by doing that he teaches us also, both men and women, that what Mary was doing sitting at his feet was indeed the most proper to do. Mary made the wisest choice. She made a conscious decision to sit at Jesus' feet. Jesus was teaching all those who were present that it didn't matter if Mary was a woman. She was just as important to him as the men who sat around him. Mary was claiming a right that those in first century Judaism assumed was for men only, a right to be a student of God's word, a right to be taught, a right to learn, in doing so, she was abandoning the role that most men and women in her society expected of her. For so you see, Mary sat at Jesus' feet because she was cho- choosing to be free from the cares of this world. I imagine Mary um, had heard a lot about this man, and they had become friends, like I said earlier. I imagine she heard something about him coming into the world to set the captives free, and here she was seeking freedom at the feet of her friend, at the feet of Jesus. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to Jesus, and she said, Lord, don't you care? Don't you care, Lord, about me? Don't you care that my sister left me to do all the work? Lord, tell her to help me. Tell her to help me. And we again, we know what Jesus said. Jesus told her that Mary had chosen the best part. Mary had chosen the best part. Martha, Martha. Thou cares careful and trouble about many things. Is he saying that to you today when you're rushing about doing things and he wants you to spend time with him? Is he whispering your name? Is he calling your name? Is he saying you are careful and trouble about many things, but there's one thing I need you to do is spend a little bit more time with me. When Martha came to Jesus complaining that Mary wasn't helping her, Jesus did what no rabbi of his time would have even considered doing. He affirmed Mary's actions, saying, Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. He let them know that it was important to learn of God's word. And again, it did not matter whether you're a man or woman, adult or child. You see, if you recall a chapter, few chapters earlier in Luke, the 18th chapter and the 15th verse, little children were brought unto him for him to touch them. But his disciples rebuked these little children. But in Luke, the 18th chapter, and the 16th verse, Jesus called them to him and said, Suffer little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for of such is the kingdom of God. So again, in the 10th chapter, Jesus is letting everyone know that it doesn't matter who you are. Choosing to learn about him and the kingdom of God is choosing the good part, is doing the right thing. Mary had a desire to get to know Jesus. She had a desire to study. To get and desire to spend time with him. So let me ask you a couple questions, and I'll be asking you a couple questions throughout the rest of this message. Who do you identify with the most? And I don't care whether you're a man or woman. Get the question and evaluate yourself. Who do you identify with the most, Mary or Martha? Do you oftentimes find yourself so concerned with the cares of this world that you miss an opportunity to sit at the feet of Jesus like Martha did? When is the last time you decided to do as Mary did? When was the last time you chose to sit at Jesus' feet and learn of him? Have you chosen the good part? Can you truly say to yourself that you have a desire to really get to know Jesus, to really get to know him, to study, and to learn all about him? Do you long to be in his presence even after the music stops? Do you long to be in his presence even after the preaching stops? Do you long to be in his presence even after the benediction? Do you long to be in his presence even when there's no one else around? Can you choose to say to yourself that you hunger and thirst after righteousness? Matthew 5, 6 says, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. You see, when you choose to sit at Jesus' feet, Jesus calls you blessed. When you sit at Jesus' feet, you'll let him know that you hunger and thirst after righteousness and that you want to be filled with his word. Blessed, Jesus says you're blessed. When you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you have a desire to do all of those things that pleases him. When you hunger and thirst after God, you have a desire to learn as much as you can about the one from whom all blessings flow. Mary and Martha, they each chose separate paths. Which path do you find yourself choosing? Do you identify with Martha? Are you so busy with the duties of life? Rushing about, stressing over and preparing for a tomorrow that is not promised, that you simply don't take the time to learn what she wants you to do today. Do you identify with Mary? Sitting at Jesus' feet, learning and gaining knowledge that you can apply to your everyday life. I want to give you a minute to think about that. Mary, and Martha. Do you identify with Martha, rising up in the morning and not really giving thanks to God who woke you up, but rushing right into your day, turning your focus to what you believe, what you think is facing you for that day? Do you identify with Mary? Do you have a desire to put aside those things that are temporary and grab hold of those things that will carry you into eternity? Do you have a desire to spend time with Jesus? Mary knew that there was a better part of life than what she was accustomed to. She knew that there was something missing in her life, and here she beheld a man that she truly believed could help her. So she was intent on being a student of God's word. She didn't have all the answers. She was tired of the status quo. Perhaps she had searched for something missing all her life. Perhaps she had gone to others and attempted to find the answer. Perhaps, perhaps she had spent many a night pondering. And wondering about this God that her forefathers had talked about. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. But here she is, sitting at Jesus' feet. And Mary knew, she just knew, she believed that she was in the presence of someone who knew everything about anything. She just believed that a change was going to happen in her life because she chose to study his word. She chose to listen and learn of him. She chose to sit at the feet of Jesus. Do you identify with Martha always worried about what society would think of you? Do you regularly choose to sit at Jesus' feet? Do you identify with Mary? As a Christian, do you know that somebody important has entered your life and has something special for you? Or do you identify with Martha? Are you so burdened down with life's problems? Are you so burdened down with what is expected of you in this life? Are you so concerned with making sure everything is just right for everyone else? That you simply don't take the time to feast on spiritual food. Do you identify with Mary? Do you find yourself more excited when you spend time in the Word than when you surf the Internet? Do you find yourself posting more? Do you find yourself Googling more than you do spending time with Jesus? Mary wanted to spend some time with Jesus, and she wasn't going to be bothered about what was culturally acceptable she wasn't going to be bothered about what, what was politically correct. She wasn't about to be bothered with what was the proper thing to do. She decided that she was going to simply sit at the feet of Jesus. What are about your priorities today in 2021? Do you choose the good part? What about you? Is Jesus trying to get your attention today? If he saying to you, choose the good part and don't worry about the issues of life. I've already taken care of those. Choose to sit at my feet. Sister, is Jesus talking to you today? If he saying to you that one thing is needful, choose you that part for sustaining power, for it's good medicine for your soul. Choose to sit at my feet. Brothers, do you identify more as Martha, who is more careful about the preparation and deliverance of physical food? Or do you identify with Mary, who is more careful about the preparation and deliverance of spiritual food, and she had determined that she was going to sit in anticipation while the master was teaching deliverance for her soul, mind, and body. Mary was going to feast off as much of it as she could, and then some. When you choose to sit at the feet of Jesus, you see, you're choosing the good part, for he wants you to rest. He wants you to rest. Matthew 11th chapter 28, verses: coming to me. All ye that labor and are heavy burden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, Jesus says, and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. When you chose to sit at the feet of Jesus, you're submitting yourself to him. First Peter 5, 6, and 7 says, Humble yourselves, therefore, to the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due season. Seventh verse says, casting all your care, what, upon him, for he cares for you. You see, when you choose to sit at the feet of Jesus, you choose to learn about him. You choose to learn that he does not want you to worry about anything. You'll choose to study scriptures like Matthew 6, chapter twenty fifth verse, where Jesus says, Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life. What you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, or what you shall put on. Is not the light more than meat, Jesus asked, and the body more than rameth? Behold, the fowls of the air, how they sow not, neither do they reap. Now gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they, Jesus asked us. Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto your stature? Is Jesus saying unto you today, come, sit at my feet and learn of me. I've got something wonderful to share with you. Would you sit still? Would you listen and spend some time with me today? Is Jesus speaking to you even right now and asking you and telling you and and, and encouraging you to come, sit at his feet and learn of him? Is he saying to you today, study now, for nighttime is coming soon when no man would be able to study Study now for there's going to come a time when you need to have this word hidden in your heart so you don't sin against me. And the world that we live in right now is so much going on all across the world, so much unrest in the world, so much distrust in the world, so much division in the world, so much hatred in the world. Why won't you spend some time now before it's too late? Study now for the end is drawing near and it will only be the word of God that is going to sustain you. Study now, right now. For nighttime is coming soon, when time for studying will be no more. We're going to look at Matthew, the 25th chapter. The 25th chapter of Matthew, the first verse reads, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be lacking unto ten virgins, which took their lamps, and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps, and took no oil in them. But the wives took oil in their vessels with their lamps. Well, while the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. Are you slumbering and sleeping right now because Jesus hasn't come back yet? And at midnight there was a cry made. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins, all ten of those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. Mm. That was foolish. But the wise answer said, Not so, least there be night enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that fail and baffle yourself. I the wise, and while the foolish ones went out to bath, guess what happened? The bridegroom came. And they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. The door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgins said, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Is your lamp filled and ready? Is your heart filled with the word of God? Are you prepared to give an answer to anyone who seeks the truth? Are you prepared to stand firm against anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God? Are you being like the five wise virgins or are you being like the five foolish virgins? When nighttime finds you, are you able to rest your weary head or will you be tossing to and fro, worrying about worrying? Is Jesus saying to you today, Come, sit at my feet and rest? And what about those issues of life? What about yes, we all have them. But Jesus told us to turn them over to him, to cast our cares on him. He told us in Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, to trust him with all our heart and lean not to our own understanding and all of our ways to acknowledge him and he would, he shall, direct our path. Do you desire the better parts, the good parts, to cherish time spent with him? Then turn your heart towards leaning what truly pleases the master so that he will be truly pleased with you. What really matters with all, when all is said and done what would last into eternity when all is said and done? Here's another example of someone who just wanted to sit at Jesus' feet. When you go over to Luke, the 8th chapter and the 27th verse, the, 30, the 27th to the 31st verse, we're going to focus on the 35th verse. Then they went out to see what was done and came to Jesus and found the man out of whom the devils were departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus. Closed? and in his right mind, and they were afraid. <clears throat> you see, this man, who Jesus had cast out a legion of demons, didn't want to do anything but sit at Jesus' feet. He was grateful. He knew what the Lord had done for him, and he wanted nothing more than to learn about this miracle worker, him who had totally killed him, so that he was clothed and in his right mind. He wasn't concerned about what people were saying about him. He wasn't even focusing on the crowd that had gathered around him after hearing the news. He wasn't worried about where his next meal or clothing were coming from. He had been touched by the master, and he knew his life was changed forever. So here he is, and all he wants to do is sit at Jesus' feet. He chose the good part. What about you? Have you forgotten what he's already done for you? Have you forgotten his many promises? Have you decided to spend some time with him, or are you still still wavering between two opinions. Are you listening? This message is about you hearing about the one who can do anything. Come here about the one who can wash away your sins and make you brand new. Come here about the one who loves you so much that he wants to spend eternity with you. Come here about the one who opens doors that no man can close and closes doors that no man can open. Revelation third chapter the twenty verse says if anyone come if anyone hears my voice, and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. Jesus wants to come in. you to come in, and he wants to come into your heart, and he wants to dine with you. When well, you said what I'm already saved, he wants to spend time with you. He wants you to get to know him. He wants you to get to know him. You heard him beckering until you were tired of life's disappointments, and you decided to open the door to your heart and allow Jesus to come in and you did that, and he changed your life. But then something happened. Yeah, you, know, you think back to those many years ago, perhaps, when you did accept him into your heart. You did acknowledge who he is, and you did ask for forgiveness, and he came into your heart, and he saved you. You remember how excited you were during that time? You remember how anxious you were to tell everybody about a man, about this Savior who had touched your life, had changed your life? You remember that? Well, what happened? Something happened. Your focus shifted. You allowed the cares of this world to replace your desires to study and learn more about you, about him. At that time, you wanted to read from Genesis to Revelation. You wanted to read so much about him. You wanted to read about the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. You wanted to read all about Jesus' walk while he was here on earth. But then something happened. You forgot that Jesus told you to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all other things would happen. Something happened. You forgot that Jesus said you were blessed if you hungered and thirst after righteousness, so something happened. You forgot that this world is not your own. This world is not your home. You forgot that you're just a pilgrim passing through. And instead of making preparations for your new home, you've decided to take up with the old man again. And you know, the word of God says put away the old man, put away your old way of thinking. Something happened. You decided to figure things out on your own when he said cast your cares on him, when he said trust him in all your ways and lead not to your understanding, when he said, trust me, you decided that you could figure this thing out on your own. Something happened. When you, you Then don't feel a need to commune with other brothers and sisters right now, do you not? Something happens. The scripture says, oh, good and pleasant, how good and pleasant it is, for brethren to dwell together in unity. But you said, I don't need all of that. Something happened. You got grown and decided to think from your own mind instead of the mind of Christ. Philippians 2, 5 says, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. The mind of Christ will remind you that unless you come as a child and submit yourself to learning God's word, you won't make it. The mind of Christ will remind you that you are his child. And when things get tough, Guess what? You're not alone. He said he'll, leave, he'll never leave you. He'll be with you always. Did you forget that? Did you forget that when you toss and turn at night that Jesus says, "I'm with you. I promise you, I won't leave you." Something happened. You don't choose to sit at Jesus' feet anymore, or you don't choose to sit there as often as you used to do. You allow your mind to be racing with so many cares of this world. You are so concerned with the trauma that you may be experiencing that you forget about the scriptures such as First John 4.4, 4, ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he who is in the world. You see, we are his children, and as such, should we be ever learning, not just for ourselves, but so that we can be disciples of men and teach others about him, something happens. You don't have the same zeal or fire that you used to have. You develop a selfish attitude. I've got my salvation, forget it, it was paid for with the blood of the Lamb. That selfish mentality, and you neglect to go tell somebody else that Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. No man cometh unto the Father except by me. Something happened, and you lost your sense of compassion, so you don't tell anybody who may have lost their way that Jesus wants you to cast your cares on him, for he cares for you, that Jesus loves you so much that you don't have to worry. Something happened, and you're just not hungry and thirsting after righteousness no anymore. You're not seeking to learn about Jesus. You're not seeking or choosing to sit at his feet. The key to understanding the written word of God is knowing the living word, And how will you know it unless you study it? Romans 10, chapters 14 to 16, verse says, How shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring great tidings of of good things. Jesus wants you. To go out into the world and to preach the good news of peace and joy. But they are, have all not obeyed the gospel. The 16th verse says, For Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our report? Galatians, the 6th chapter, 6 verses Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teaches and all get good things. Yes, this was ordained by God. Something happened. And you no longer have that burning desire to be taught in the Word and to go out and be a steward of the Word and encouraging others, helping others. And you may say, well, COVID happened. Well, 2020 happened. Well, 2020 came in and such a mess happened last year. Hey, guess what? Jesus is the same as he was. He does not change. He's the same as he was yesterday and the same as he'll be tomorrow. He is the Alpha and the Maker, the beginning and the end. From Genesis to Revelation, Jesus is still the same. You change, but Jesus has not changed. You see, when you hunger and thirst after God, you have a heart filled with gratitude for who He he is. You have a heart of compassion, a heart that will be turned towards Him, a heart forever thankful of where He brought you from and from all the promises that are waiting for you. So let me ask you again is your heart turned towards God? Are you striving? To do the will of God is your heart convinced? Can you truly say to yourself when all is said and done that you have chosen that great part, that best part that is to sit at Jesus' feet and be a student of his word? Think about that for a minute. <clears throat> Think about that for a minute. as we come into a close, when you posturing yourself to choose that good part and walk upright, Scripture says there is no good thing that he was told from you. Psalm eighty fourth chapter in verse. When you make a determination to sit at the feet of Jesus and hold fast the profession of your faith without wavering, Hebrews 10, 10 you can rest in the reassurance that he is faithful, he who faithful, he is faithful who promised. When you choose he this day to serve God, When you choose to study to show yourself approved to him, you can rest in the hope that is within you. Just know that eternal life is yours, for God is a God that cannot lie, and his promises are yea and amen. Have you chosen that good part? Have you chosen that good part? Now, in closing, all that I've said and done, if you have not accepted him, you would not choose to sit at his feet. That's the first thing. The first thing says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all those things would be added. First things first. In closing, I must say, if you're not giving your life over to Jesus Christ, you won't have the power. You see, you won't have the power to. Not, you will not have the power mm, to choose continually sit at Jesus' feet. You need to think about that. Because it's only through the power of his son, Jesus Christ, that you'll be able to do this. Not only that, your eternal life will not be with Jesus. So right now, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I need you to continue to listen to me very carefully. Because this is what it's really about. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Revelation 20 chapter the 14 to 15 verses and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Romans 10 9 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. But Romans 3 10 says you need to admit that you are a sinner. There is none righteous, no, not one. You need to be willing to turn from your sin, that is to repent. And you need to believe that Jesus Christ died for you, was buried and rose from the dead. For Romans 10, 10 says, for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Do prayer right now, wherever you are right now. through prayer, through what we call a simple prayer of salvation. You can invite Jesus to come into your life to become your personal Savior. And then you will have the power to choose to sit at Jesus' feet continually. Romans 10, 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I thank God that I'm a whosoever. What about you? So you can pray this prayer after me right now. Repeat it right after me right now. If you have not accepted Jesus into your heart, if you're not saved, if you're not born again, you can repeat this after me right now. Dear God, I am a Savior, and I need forgiveness. I believe that Jesus Christ shed his precious blood and died for my sin. I am willing to turn from sin. I now invite Christ to come into my heart and my life as my personal Savior. Mm. If you just did that, if you just trusted Jesus as your personal Savior, I'm telling you, my brother, I'm telling you, my sister, you've just begun a wonderful new life in him, and this is where it gets really good, you see, because this is where you get to sit at Jesus' feet. Read your Bible every day. That's sitting at his feet. Getting to know Jesus Christ better, that's sitting at his feet. Talking to God in prayer, that's sitting at his feet. Choose to sit at Jesus' feet. Get baptized, worship, and fellowship and serve other Christians and a local church where Christ is the only thing that's preached and the Bible is the final authority. And then don't be selfish. Don't be selfish with this good news. Run out and tell somebody else about Jesus Christ. Tell somebody else about Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Now we're going to pray, and then after we pray, I want you to stand by for some important announcements from When Christians Speak Talk Radio. I hope that this word has been encouraging to you. I hope it's strengthening you. I hope it's giving you um, just a little bit more to just keep on keeping on. Even in this day and time, choose to sit at Jesus' feet, for that's the right thing to do. Choose the most important thing to do. All other things will be added, my my friend. All other things will be added. Choose to delight yourself in him, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Amen. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for your word that's gone forth. We know that it's not um, falling on empty hands. We know that it's going on to accomplish that, with, that which you have purpose for it to accomplish. We thank you, Lord God, for your word is beautiful, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, that those that had ears to hear would hear and not be selfish, but we take this good news and extend it to others and share with others that what you have done for them, you're willing to do the same for them because you are no respected person. We thank you, Father. We love you, Lord. We give you all the honor, glory, and praise because you and you alone, God, are so worthy, Lord God. You're so worthy to be praised. We thank you. We adore you. We magnify you. Give it all to you right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God and amen.
1: Praise the Lord, everyone. Thank you for listening to When Christian Speak Talk Radio. I just want to remind you that history, honor, and grace with Minister Vanessa Williams is every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Declaring the Finish Work I'll with Pastor Pat Randall is every Thursday at 12 noon. Friday you Night Joy with Pastor Ray and Friends is every first, morning. second, and fourth Friday at 7 p.m. I'll the Bread of Life with Pastor Ray is the first and the third Sundays I'll at 7 p.m. Pray Challenge pray to Change with Pastor Paul Morgan is every Wednesday at 7 p.m. I'll Our monthly broadcasts are as follows. Lifeline with Apostle Shirley Jones is every first Monday at 7 p.m. The Bold and the Beautiful with Rev. Novita Reed, Rev. Curtis Austin, and Minister Jordana Cunningham is every second Saturday at 10 a.m. Adoration uh, with Evangelist Louis McElroy is every third Monday of the month at 7 p.m. Marriage Takeover, The Body of One with Pastor Eric and Pastor Tamika Thompson is every fourth Sunday at 7 p.m. Our three real life, real men, real talk with Ray Rose, Antonio Mitchell, Tyrone Rose, Cleo Malone, and Elsa Green is every second Sunday at 7 p.m. Our weekly prayer is called Midday Glory Prayer with Reverend Quinn Dixon is every Wednesday at 1 p.m. The dial- dialing number is 712 770 Five five zero five. That's us. Code is seven three two four nine nine. This is a free conference call uh, number. Okay. Matters of the Heart of um, Singers Ministry is a new ministry with the host of Pastor Ray Rose and Pastor Maggie Wilson. It's every third Friday at seven p.m. I do also want to encourage you to go and check out our website com. You'll find a little bit more information about the different hosts and adults the different shows. Please continue to like us at face on our Facebook and our Instagram pages of When Christmas Speak Talk Radio. And also, if you'd like to get in contact with us, you can do so by sending an email to WhenChristmaspeak at gmail.com or you can send us a message through any of the social media sites. Thank you again for listening to When Christmas Speak Talk Radio. God bless you.
0: If you suffer from ED, 15 minutes could change your life. Peak Performance for Men offers a revolutionary treatment called Focus Linear Compression Therapy. There's no pain, no needles, and no downtime. Now, Peak Performance for Men is offering six sessions free with qualifying treatment protocol enrollment. There's never been a better time or a better deal to fix ED. Call Richmond's only trusted Focus Linear Compression Therapy provider today at 804-781-8181. That's 804-781-8181. At Dunkin', we're getting ready for
1: sunnier days with our Sunrise Batch Iced Coffee, a bright and balanced iced coffee with notes of cocoa,
0: tangy sweetness, and toasted nuts. Made to brighten every day a little more. Soak in the sunshine a little more.
1: And fill every moment with a little more, more. Because we aren't just chasing sunsets anymore. We're counting sunrises too. Do more with Dunkin' Sunrise Batch Iced Coffee. Brewed for brighter days. Enjoy a medium for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer.